Travel creates bonds like nothing else. Even now, in these times of hardship, our incredible community are reaching out beyond their borders, dreaming, reminiscing, and giving each other hope. I'm David Calderon, and you're listening to Out of Office, Unusual Circumstances, powered by Contiki. This podcast is about travel, but it's also about community, solidarity, and supporting mental health. Travel is just a thread that binds us. Travelers are storytellers. Each dream of a new destination, every adventure, is just about writing the next chapter of the story. And yes, we have to accept that we have to put the book down temporarily. But what does a community of travelers do in a world without travel? We continue to tell stories. Just because you can't go outside right now, doesn't mean you can't put yourself out there. On dating apps, that is. If you're staying home, or wherever you've been the past few weeks and months, you may have had all the time in the world to swipe, text, DM memes, and try out a couple of virtual dates. Because there's not much else to do in quarantine, more of us are turning to dating apps than ever. There were over 3 billion swipes on Tinder on March 29th, more than any other day in the app's history. And there were more messages too, 16% more on Bumble globally during the last week of April compared to the first week of lockdown. Plenty of Fish now offers virtual dating in-platform, while Grindr launched Circles, which allows 20 users in the same country to group chat. To find out what effect lockdown has had on our dating habits and what the future might hold, we welcome Melissa Hobley, CMO of OkCupid, to the podcast. OkCupid is the only dating app that acknowledges that when it comes to dating, we're more substance than just selfies, and it's a major disruptor in the market. Let's learn more. Hi there, Melissa. Great to have you on the podcast. How are you? David, I'm so great. Thank you for having me. Of course. So where are you calling from? So I am calling from outside of Manhattan. I live in New York City, downtown in Tribeca. I think the best neighborhood in New York City. But with COVID, uh, I have two young children under the age of three. So we left town. So we're... uh, in Long Island, uh, about two hours outside of the city. Okay. When do you plan to head back to New York? Do you know, that's a really great question. Working in tech, tech has done a great job supporting their employees, I think, for the most part in this whole situation. OkCupid is just an unbelievable company that is allowing us to all stay home or wherever we want to be. I probably won't come back to the city until September. It's really crazy. And how's London right now? London is good. It's starting to open up again. So you can kind of see more people on the streets, which is good. Slash there's a little, I mean, me personally, a little uneasy feeling just because you're so used to there being no one. (laughs) It's just about getting used to everything going back to normal. But you know what's really funny, though? I love Tribeca. When I go to New York, I stay in Tribeca. I totally know what you mean. It is the best neighborhood in New York. I Love hearing that. I've probably seen you at a bar sometime in Tribeca. It is. It's it's a great neighborhood. It's They've managed to keep that neighborhood very special. There's not a gap in a Starbucks on every single corner. It's, it's just a very special neighborhood. Uh, it really is. Agreed. And it is my favorite neighborhood. Now, we like to start the podcast with an icebreaker question. So what is one new thing or one new skill that you've learned while in lockdown? Ooh, such a good question. I have learned more Spanish in lockdown. Ah, puedes hablar español. Oh, 
David, that was so beautiful. I can't even, I won't even like. I put you on the spot. <laughs> I won't even butcher. I won't even butcher it. My, I have a three-year-old who uh, is doing virtual schooling and half of her classes are in Spanish. And I purposely have been joining as many of those as I can so that I am also learning along with her. I've kind of played a little and tried to learn a little bit of French on Duolingo. So just playing around. But I think it'd be a great language if I could like learn another one. I think it'd be French. Oh, je parle un petit français. C'est très bien. Okay, see, now you just outdid me. Now we're, now we're even. <laughs> see, now, well, that's perfect. Now we're even. I'll teach you a little French and you teach me some Spanish. Sold. Sold. 100%. Sold. <laughs> so tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and OkCupid for those people who don't know what OkCupid is. Ah, totally. Okay. So OkCupid is one of the OG dating apps, which means we're really good at matching people. OkCupid is one of the biggest dating apps in the world. Uh, We have proudly been an inclusive dating app for many, many, many years. So whether you are straight, gay, bi, identify as non-binary, whatever you are, we support that and support you finding your person, whether that is somebody for Saturday night or somebody for Saturday nights for the rest of your life. We support both of those things. I love that. Yeah. And it's it's an incredibly special brand. Uh, I was the first head of marketing they had ever had at OkCupid. So you just may not have heard a lot about it over the years. Now there's no stigma with dating apps, so everybody's getting on a dating app. But what's really exciting is I get to tell the story of why OkCupid is special and why you can consider OkCupid if you are single. And the very short pitch on that is we match you on what matters. Match on what matters is our slogan. And what that means is if you care about someone who also speaks Spanish or someone who loves travel or as I imagine a lot of your listeners do or someone who cares about voting and being involved in what's going on in the world around us or someone who cares about climate change. Only on OkCupid can you filter and match on all of the things I just mentioned, which is pretty amazing. I mean, I cannot imagine It's incredibly extensive, and you can go down the rabbit's hole of whatever that is. If you really care about politics, passionate about certain issues that we've been talking about, you can tell us that through our OkCupid questions, and that powers the algorithm. And if you say, you know what, I don't know if uh, politics is part of my dating, that's an, an important criteria for my person, and maybe I want somebody that votes, but beyond that, I actually am okay disagreeing with someone. That's okay, too. You can... All of our questions are optional. So whatever matters to you, you tell us that and we then power that. We have over 3,000 questions, which means over 3,000 elements to match you on. And you have to answer 15 when you set up your profile, which by the way, weeds out people that are not really interested in meeting. But you can, most people answer 50 of those questions because again, you want to find people that care about the same stuff that you care about. Now that we're talking about dating, let's talk about dating in the time of COVID-19. What do you think right now is happening in the world of online dating with everything that's going on with COVID? 
Ah, oh, David, it is a fascinating time to be single and a fascinating time to be dating up. So when COVID first, earlier in 2020, when COVID started spreading from China to Italy, uh, to Spain, to the US, we were obviously watching it closely. Again, OkCupid, we're one of the biggest dating apps in the world. We have millions and millions of users on OkCupid on any given day around the world. So we cared very much about what was happening because it impacted our users. As a city started to go into lockdown, what happened was the opposite of what a lot of people might predict, and that is engagement on OkCupid shot up and and would go through the roof. So as a city said, stop, no more travel, you can't go out, restaurants are closed, etc. More and more people joined the apps, more and more people started liking and swiping, more and more people started sending messages, more and more people stayed on the app for longer. And it's it's been an unbelievable time. I and mean, we actually crashed the app a couple of times. No way. So many people. Yeah. And and as a tech product, you you never want that to happen. But as a marketer, uh, you know, my job is like telling the story of what's happening in dating. You get excited because what it means is people are coming to you to help them feel connected. And and you know what's really important is if, if you're single and in a city, you need those touch points, right? You're no longer going to the gym. You're not going to the office. You can't go to the dive bar around the corner. You're not traveling. You can't go to brunch. You can't go to happy hour. And so it's it became incredibly important for people to be connected. And dating apps enabled that to happen. And and many of us started offering features that we usually charge for, we offered it for free. Many of us started giving tips on how to virtual date. Um, to give you a statistic, 94% of people in OkCupid still wanted to date. And what's amazing is how romantic people started getting. So, you know, when you can't meet up, if for our straight couples, women said, you know what I like about this? I don't have the pressure of a hookup. I don't have the pressure of... If what if this guy wants to make out? I don't know. What if I don't feel the sparks? Uh, we had people that said, oh, I have a crazy schedule. I'm a doctor. I have like very little free time. People could date whenever they wanted. Guys had to put more effort in because it wasn't about the hookup. Women felt less pressure. If like, well, what if the date's not going well? After one drink, I kind of want to bounce. You're on your couch. So you could do this from your sweatpants. So it's been... I mean, just an unbelievably fascinating time to look at how people wanted to connect, how they could do that. And listen, we felt a very big responsibility to ensure that our technology enabled people to connect and meet and we were giving people tips. And uh, I know for sure that we will see Corona couples, uh, as I'm calling it, people that met during this time that and you know ended up getting married or you know got into a serious relationship. Can you guys see on your guys' and on OkCupid okay were people having like longer conversations versus like just quick like you know like let's meet up okay here there boom. Exactly. Here's one of the here's one of the most interesting things exactly to your point that started happening. So a lot of the first message is hey. <laughs> I hear that a lot. I hear that a lot. Don't you hear that? <laughs> like how lazy, how lazy. And if you were at a bar, you wouldn't go up to someone and just say hey. And then that's it. You would not do that. You would say, "Oh, looks like we're having the same martini." You would say, "Oh my gosh, you're wearing a band, a T-shirt of this obscure band that I happen to love, and I follow them around." Right? You would, you would say something, right? Uh, and so what started happening is the first message 
was really sweet and really romantic. And I, there was a girl who was telling me how a guy commented on her dog and said he grew up with that same type of dog. And uh, actually, it looks like they had both named their dog the same thing. So, you know, um, the first message, which is so important in a dating app, whether you are straight or gay or whatever you are, uh, that first message is so important. That first message was romantic. And then exactly to your point, we saw more people respond back, which meant they liked the first message or they thought there was something there. We saw more people having longer chats and longer conversations. We saw more people exchanging contact information, meaning they wanted to get on a phone call or they wanted to make plans and they want to hop on Zoom and take the date to you know a virtual video. So it's really been exciting to see that. Do you have any other dating stories from any real life people about situations like this? Oh my God. Yeah. Here's, so here's a really cute one. A couple in Denver that met on OkCupid wanted to find something that they could do because in the beginning, depending on where you are in the world, you really could not go out and meet. Like it was not uh, a responsible thing to do. So they picked a book and every day they would read a chapter and every night they would get a glass of wine and get on uh, FaceTime each other and talk about the book. Uh, another guy got a drone to send a pizza to this girl. She didn't live very far away and they loved the same Brooklyn pizza place. And he said, you know, stand on your, um, on your stoop around this time. And he had the drone literally bring the pizza to her front steps, which I thought was the effort into that is so awesome. Also, you'd have to be like really good operating a drone, which clearly he was. Uh, so some unbelievable stories. Here's another great one. Um, there was a guy in London and, uh, he and this girl had had some really good conversations, but they kind of, he's like, we needed an activity for our next date. So they did a virtual tour of the Louvre. Isn't that a beautiful date? They both got a glass of wine and you can go to the Louvre's website. A lot of the museums are doing this, by the way, and you can take a virtual tour. So it's like you're walking through the halls of the most famous art museum in the world on a date, but you know, you're doing it from your couch. So there's some just beautiful stories of connection. People are literally raising the bar on online dating because those stories are... The drone dropping off the pizza like in her hands, that's fantastic. Wow. Is that incredible? There was a famous story too of a guy that wanted to meet a girl and he, you know, got in one of those plastic inflatable giant... They look like giant beach balls that you can walk in and he walked to her front door. So... You know, there's so much romance right now. This has forced people to slow down. It's forced them to get to know each other before you could have that physical interaction and meet in person. And uh, that's a beautiful thing. You know, we think we think the romance is going to stick around. Have you gotten any feedback from like your customers of anyone saying they've gotten together since the whole COVID has happened? We have. And many of those stories are so sweet. So there was a couple in L.A. that met at the beginning. They hadn't met up yet. And so like, they were kind of nervous. Like, I hope the sparks are there when we, we meet up. And they met on the beach where they could take a bottle of wine and just hang out at the beach. And after that, date they both messaged me because I said you got to let me know how it goes they both messaged and said had such a good time I hope 
you know, we do it again. I hope they feel the same. So, you know, some very, very sweet stories. There's another couple that just met. They live in different cities because one other thing that people are doing is they're opening up to, you know, meeting people outside of, of where, you know, their exact neighborhood. And here's a really interesting little tidbit. Women on dating apps tend to have this list of things, right? I'm sure we all have those girlfriends. Like, well, I'm to be this tall. He's got to have a great job. He's got to, you know, talk to his mom every other day. He went to a good university. He's got a great car. Blah, blah, blah. He's between this age and this age. He wants 2.1 kids. Wants a cat, not a dog, right? We all have those friends that do that. And what's really been great is COVID has forced a lot of people to unwind those lists of I need all of these things and that includes distance so we're also seeing some beautiful long distance romantic relationships start to evolve as people say I what's so important is finding that person and finding my person and maybe that person isn't in Chicago or London or New York but I'm I'm actually open to that now now that we're kind of entering the phase of post-COVID-19, how do you think dating trends will change from here on out? Are you seeing anything already happening? And how do you see it maybe taking shape in the future? It's such a good question. So what we think will happen is a couple of things. One, I think the virtual first date is going to stick around for a while. You know, when I was dating, I used to do that and I met people on dating apps. I would always have a phone call before I went out with them because you you can get a lot out of even one minute on the phone with someone, right? Is the is the conversation easy? Yeah. Are they so funny? Is it awkward? Is it gonna take a little more effort? You get a really good sense of what kind of chemistry there might be. And virtual video dates do that even more. So one of the things we think will stick around is making that first date. And maybe it's not a date, but it's a it's having a video chat first before you go on that date. You you really get a lot from that. The dating app as a player in your love life has grown in COVID and that's gonna continue. Obviously, I work at a dating app. I love to see this, but most dating apps, again, are free. OkCupid okay, is free. And so it gives you a, a great way to connect with other people. And so, you know, dating apps, as what COVID has done is if you lived in an area where maybe there still was a little bit of stigma, that's really been chipped away at. You know, I saw a famous comedian post something last week that said, remember when you used to lie about meeting on a dating app and now people lie about meeting in real life? Like... Oh, did you, you know, and, and I just, and like a dating app didn't pay him to say that. So I think that's another, uh, you know, another, another trend we're going to see. And then the last trend that I hope sticks around, we think it will, is this idea of slowing down and being a little bit more deliberate and making people feel more important, less disposable, less choice, right? I think what, what I hear from women often is, I hate dating, not dating apps, but I just hate dating in general because it feels like there's always another option. And what what we've seen, what the data is showing us at OkCupid is that a pandemic will drive you to really want to find that person and to get a little bit more serious and have a little bit more intent. And, you know, we're all a little bit concerned about a second wave or, you know, cities going back into lockdown as we see COVID take hold again. And so uh, 
you know, we think this idea of, of slower romance is one that's that's going to stick around. So overall, the past few months, we've noticed that people have been more kinder to each other. Do you think there's also been that shift in online dating and in the dating world as a whole? Yes, 100% people are, as they slow down, it means they're being a bit nicer, a bit more respectful. You can't really ghost if you're not meeting up, you know, I mean, you can, right? You can, but... (laughs) Waiting on that Zoom chat. (laughs) (laughs) Right? But yeah, I think I think we all feel a bit more humble and a bit more vulnerable right now, right? And and everyone's a bit kinder. Everybody's a bit more gentle. Everybody's a bit uh, a bit more deliberate with their intentions. And uh, you know that's a beautiful thing. We are seeing that, aren't we? Uh, and and the protests have have added to that. The protests have added to that. You know this idea of of respect, this idea of getting an understanding of of what's your background and how has this been for you? You know, I've seen so many really sweet first messages that, again, used to be, hey, or what's up, to now become, hey, you doing okay in these crazy times? You know, um, hey, Samantha, I saw you know, it looks like you're, you're managing. Okay. Like how, how are things going? Or like going on a beer run, I'll leave some on your front steps, you know, just some sweet, you know, really sweet messages and, and really lovely, uh, intentions. So we talked a little bit about virtual dating already, and we've seen that live video streaming is becoming more integrated into some apps. What are some new innovations or adaptions that you think are coming to online dating in the future? Sure. Yeah. So you know, all the dating apps, we said, okay, how do we connect people in these crazy times when you cannot connect physically? The thing that OkCupid did is we leaned into our questions. So the questions, you know, with with OkCupid, when you set up your profile, you have to answer these 15 questions. Again, that helps weed out people that are not really interested in like getting to the date because they won't take the time. So uh, it's a great place. Again, it's like part of our pitch for you know, people are are looking to to meet and looking to find their person often. So we leaned into that and draw added over 20 COVID-related questions like what's your favorite type of virtual date? Are you virtual dating right now? What do you think will stick around with with after COVID? That kind of became part of our behavior with um, with lockdowns. And those questions enable people to connect on those pieces, right? If you are not virtual dating at all, but you just want to text and chat, you're probably not going to be a great match with somebody who is really up for that, really up for some adventurous virtual dates, like playing games every night or going on a virtual tour of Yellowstone National Park, right? So so that became a really good way to connect other people. We're going to continue to see other dating apps and OkCupid included though react and respond to to this new way of living. You know, another thing that we do really well is giving people ideas for those virtual dates. So I think we'll also see other dating apps roll out more advice, more content. I saw the sweetest first date was each person gave a tour of their hometown using Google Maps. Like, here's where I went to school. This is like 
you know, the diner where we'd always go at, you know, late night when our parents thought we were home, you know, it just very sweet things. So the creativity that's been happening is so great. So how do you harness that? How do you encourage that? And then from a, from a product perspective, also encouraging people again, to have, to kind of look at these parameters and these preferences that you might set in your dating app when you first join to, to relax those and to be a bit more, a bit more open-minded. Is there any advice that you would give for people who are struggling with online dating during this time? Yeah, I would. So here's my first my first piece of advice is are you actually putting in the time and energy? A lot of times people will say dating apps do not work for me. They've never worked for me. I'm so frustrated. They're all awful. I say, okay, totally hear you. Totally hear you. How much time and energy are you putting into this? And really, I want you to be really, really honest. Is it five minutes every Sunday? Is it 10 minutes every Sunday? Most people do not have a good answer to that, by the way. You know, if you were going to run a marathon, and I did that once, David, once and never again. <laughs> never again, my friend. And never again. <laughs> no, never again. You would not show up on race day and expect to run the marathon. You are going to put in hours and hours and hours uh, to get there. If you want to find, here's an even better example. You want to find your dream job. You are not going to apply for the dream job and then that's it. You're going to find mentors. You might take some extra online courses or schooling. You are going to apply. You are going to network. You're going to say, hey, I'm trying to break into this field. Do you know somebody that can get me in? And then you'll do that to someone else. And then you'll do that to someone else. Um, You'll tweak your resume. You'll update it. You'll have four versions of the resume to get you into the right jobs, right? So what is amazing to me is that I ask somebody, well, you're trying to meet your person. You're really frustrated. So tell me what you're doing about that. And the answers are always pretty shallow. So, So my advice is get on a dating app. Find the right one for you. Try OkCupid. My advice is put the time and energy into it. Put the time and energy into it. You know, I'll sit down with a girl who's so frustrated and she thinks that guys are so appearance driven. And then when I sit down with her, she is just flipping left and right and going just as fast as she's accusing the guys of doing. So you have to put in the time and energy. You need to send some nice messages. You need to say, oh my God, you and I both love artist so-and-so, did you like listen to this latest album? Send good first messages. Put that time and energy in. I promise that that is the biggest hurdle to getting something back out of it. Here's another thing. If you're having trouble, set up a good profile and then keep adding to it. Here's the secret insider tip is when you add to your profile, let's say you added the last four shows you watched on Netflix or Amazon uh, or Disney+. Plus. The algorithm almost acts like you're a new person and will then share that with other people. 70% of people set up their dating profile and then they don't touch it. And again, we don't, with our LinkedIn's, we're always updating it. With our Instagram, we're always updating it. On Twitter, you're always updating it. So why would you set your, your dating app and then not touch it? Here's the other thing too, for my straight people out there, guys need help. So list shows, list bands, here's this is like another like little tip. Put, and I mean, put like five or 10 shows you like, put five or 10 places you want to go visit, put five or 10 of your favorite trips ever, put five or 10 of your favorite things to cook. If you love to cook, putting those things on there is just giving, you're putting more out there that you might have in common with someone. So, you know, if you're really into politics, talk about that, put, 
put the stuff that you're really into on your profile and, and then like keep adding to it and you will be so surprised by the response that you are going to get from putting more out there that guys can comment on and ask you about. Again, I, I, the analogy I give is like, imagine if someone walked into a bar of wearing a t-shirt of your favorite show ever, you know, um, you're, you're probably going to say something, especially if it's a little obscure. Now, as much as people are connecting online during this time, people are also having trouble and relationships have broken up. Is there any advice that you would share for those people who are becoming recently single? Yeah. And it's, listen, it's hard. I think my heart is really with people that are newly single in this time because you don't have that ability to go, uh, to all the places you may have gone to like help kind of grieve that relationship and get through it. Right. And, and so you're literally stuck at home dwelling on it. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. You're literally stuck. I think that's why it's hard sometimes with uh, what's going on in the world is we don't have anything else to do, but, but, but follow the news every day. And, and so it's hard. And so my advice on that is, you don't have to get on a dating app right away and don't feel like you have to put yourself out there. Like wait until like you're ready. Wait until the time is right. That might sound weird coming from someone who works at a dating app, but don't force that until you're ready to do it. But do facilitate connections outside of that. So one of the things I love about, about COVID is you're hearing all these cool stories of, I, you know, I'm getting together with like all my friends from college and we get on zoom every two weeks, you know, people reconnecting with folks that maybe you haven't talked to in a while or an aunt who is especially supportive of you when you were going through a rough time and you just haven't talked to her in a while. So, so if you're newly single, um, think about if it's time to put yourself out there again, cause it's okay if it's not. And then facilitate connection with connections with other folks that um, are going to give you that emotional support, whether that's old friends, college friends, an old mentor, uh, someone you used to work with that you just love, and maybe you went to happy hour all the time and you haven't talked to them in a while. Uh, this is the time to reach out to those people and say, hey, I just want to see how you're doing. And I want to know uh, what's going on with you. I don't know how you've been managing through all of this. Those connections I think are even more treasured. I know that they are for me. I hop on a zoom with a group of friends every Thursday night and it is like going out and it's been incredible to catch up on their lives. And, and so, you know, I encourage you, if you're newly single to, to make sure you're still connecting and, and use Listen, here's the great thing. Can you imagine going through this without Zoom, without FaceTime, without WhatsApp, without LinkedIn? Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Yeah, like, you know, we'd be like writing letters to people. So you've got, use technology to your advantage to uh, to catch up with people. What would be your tips for someone completely new to the world of online dating? Oh, great question. Okay, so my tips. If you're brand new to online dating, first, find the right dating app for you. Number two, get a bottle of wine or a margarita or two and a really good friend and have them help you do your profile. Do not overthink this. I hear so many people say, you know what? I want to wait till I've got the job. I want to lose 10 pounds. I'm moving to an apartment. I need pictures. Just stop. Just get it up. Just get it up. Um, 
and have the friend write that profile for you because they know you and they're and they're gonna say tell it about yourself You're like oh well you know you're really good at finding like the perfect place to go for dinner on a Wednesday night at the last minute like that's your skill and like put that in your profile that's really cute so uh so find the right dating app have a friend write the profile and then a third tip is is keep updating it keep updating don't set it and forget it keep updating it add to it add a picture every two weeks you should put something new on that profile uh because again the algorithm and this is true of not just okay keep it most dating apps they're going to treat you like a new person and you know how like when you first get like a new phone or a new a new cell plan or a new anything that's the <laughs> that's when they're the best to you Dating apps are kind of the same. And also here's a little cool tip. If you are inactive for two weeks, a lot of dating apps are gonna stop showing you to people, which is a good thing, right? You don't wanna go on a dating app and you're seeing all these people that are so great and actually- Last logged in three months ago. Exactly, David. Yeah, you wouldn't want that. So it's a good thing that dating apps do that. Okay, Cupid included. So do log in, do log in and you know send some messages and send some likes. When we kind of start traveling again, what would be your advice for using dating apps while away? Are there any pros or any cons with it? Oh, listen, I, you know, one of the best things to do if you go to a new city, especially if you're solo traveling or maybe you're on a business trip, one of the best things you can do is get on get on a dating app and open it up and go before you get there to say, hey, I'm going to be in town. I'm looking for some tips on places to go and things to see or you know, looking for someone friendly to grab a drink with. So dating apps are so great if you're traveling and um, whether you want to just get advice or you want to have a drink with a local and see where it goes. Dating apps are phenomenal for that. And I've heard a lot of stories of love connections. I've heard a lot of stories of friendships that still exist to this day because someone was traveling and wanted to find a local to have a beer with and learn a little more about the city and what to do. And they're still friends now. So dating apps are a great, a great way to connect when you're traveling. Oh, Melissa, you have been so much fun. I was so happy you're on the podcast today. Thank you so much. David, you are lovely. And people are going to have to let you know when they find their person after listening to this. So thank you. So thank you for me letting me share the story of of the love and the romance that's out there and the positives of connecting in a digital era. So this was so fun. Oh, and before you go, we have one last question to help all the listeners out there because this podcast is chock full of dating tips for online. Like there's so much in this. We're asking you to give us your top three tips for creating the best, the best online dating profile. Oh my gosh, I love it. Okay, tip number one. Fill out the profile. Do not put four words. It looks lazy. People don't think you're actually in it to meet someone. So put some stuff down. You know, and again, whenever I get stuck, because it's hard to fill out your profile, do lists. Shows I'm watching right now. Favorite things to cook right now. Uh, favorite albums. Best movies I've ever seen. Best trips I've ever gone on. Trips I still got to take when COVID is over. So fill out the profile. Second tip. Put at least four pictures. If you have more than four pictures, you are twice as likely to get messages. So um, I think because more pictures, I mean, really those pictures are telling about your life. If you volunteer with animals, put a picture of that on there. If you love to travel, you should have a picture of yourself on the trip. The pictures tell the story of who you are. Don't wait for them to be perfect. Don't um, only put two pictures because you think you only look so great in these two pictures. People are like, oh, you must not be a real person. So 
do put on at least four pictures and only make one of those pictures a group shot. Okay. Don't make this like, where's Waldo? Like, who am I trying? Like, who's the person in the profile? <laughs> who am I dating? Who am I dating? <laughs> and then the last tip for your profile is to update it. After you've set up that profile and you put some stuff on there and you add some pictures, two weeks later, add more to it. And two weeks later after that, add more to it. The dating apps will reward you. They will show you to more people. I promise you. Thanks again, Melissa, for all the amazing tips. And that's it for today's episode of Out of Office, powered by Contiki. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next episode. We're going to team up with GoPro and chat to GoPro ambassador Dan Sue about sparking creativity from home. I'll see you then.